welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the Chris Vaccaro Show, your favorite episode of the week, with uh, the world's greatest fantasy football player, Chris Vaccaro. Ah. Yeah, I don't know about that right now, buddy. I got some teams that are hurting for certain, but uh, we're going to talk it out today. Hold on. I'm writing down hurting for certain for the song lyrics, for the theme song. (laughs) Did you like that one? I don't even know where that came from, but hurting for certain. I yeah. got some real. I have a couple bombs, Nando. I got. I've, I have one team right before the show. I was looking at trying to figure out how I was going to be able to save this thing three weeks in, and I'm like, uh, yeah, this one might be dead on arrival here. We might have to just put this one to sleep real early. That's sad, isn't it? On a lighter note, uh, I well, no, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because there's still like a week left in baseball. Ah, oh, I know where you're going with that, but you know don't change it. You know where I'm going with it. that, right? Yeah, yeah we'll I talk know. about that next on next week's Chris Vaccaro. Yes, that's right. Um, on a lighter note, uh, you can fix your team by adding four Giants and trying to decide which wide receiver is the one that's going to hit, right? I don't want to start the show with the Giants, but I do want to start the show with the Giants because... You're, like, I, obsessed with the Giants, and I feel like we talk about them every single week. There's, like, a team every year since I've known you, that you latch on to and you're obsessed with. Remember there was the Jacksonville Jaguar year that just every receiver running back, it was just you were all in on them. And now here we go. Now it's the Giants. I think it's like four weeks in a row you want to lead off a show and talk about the Giants. I'm so so, Their their number one targeted wide receiver went down. Um, Mm -hmm. Very sad. And then, I mean, like I guess all eyes are on Richie James right now who's flying Uh, under the radar big time. But, I mean, like, mm -hmm. Wandale Robinson might miss, like, one more week and could be back in week five. And that's he should take some targets. He's the guy that they picked, this new regime picked. Uh, Kadarius Toney, I don't know, like, I mean, he's hurt, but it seemed like he fell out of favor already. Kenny Galladay is, you know, a 28-year-old, 2,000-yard seasons behind him called Babytron. You could forget about him. But, I mean, like, I I still find that crazy. I find that crazy that Kenny Galladay – I just think I just think some of these pros, Nando, and and it's this situation with Galladay that they get paid, they get their guaranteed money, uh, big contract. Maybe the kid comes to New York City and he's just involved way too much off the field. His heart's not in it anymore. He's just not a you know he's not football obsessed, and it takes a lot in the NFL, I'm sure, to be a big time professional. And he doesn't get any separation. You saw last night in the Dallas game, a couple drops. Focus probably isn't there. Coaching staff doesn't like him. There's all these things. It's not like, oh, my God, poor Kenny Galladay. He's so talented and great, but the coaches don't like him and they don't yeah, that's, that's want to play him. No. Yeah. it's yeah. What do you mean, yeah, what? That's, that's what, what you that's think? What I, yeah, that's, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, all right. I know you want to play the devil's advocate, but you know what? Every beat reporter at camp this whole spring was saying, oh, my God, he looks terrible. He looks slow. He looks he's dropping everything, can't get any separation. I mean, there wasn't one good report on him. So you think he's just going to come back now because the Giants need a receiver and he's going to lead the, the team in targets and receptions every uh, every week? Well, I don't know. This is your show. You tell us. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. He's and after last night, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a healthy scratch starting next week, regardless of of how desperate this team is. And uh, it's sad. It's it's a really really bad 
wide receiver uh, wide receiver group and the Sterling Shepard injury is going to really you know uh, they're going to really be affected by it. They need Who's- Wandell Robinson and they need to go back to Kadarius Tony. They need him to get healthy finally. You get these two guys back in the offense. Richie James is a nice little piece, but he can't be a legit, you know, top receiver. He's just a piece in the offense. They might have a little something with this tight end Bellinger, um, you know, and then the whole offense is Barkley. But every team that comes in and plays the Giants knows that, and it's tough. You see early on in the game, you know, there's no running lanes for Barkley. Everybody's going to stack the box and say, okay, you know, beat us, Daniel Jones, and play their corners and everything one-on-one with the receivers, and it's going to make life miserable for Barkley. And I didn't expect this in the Giants' offense. I expected them to have some – you know, uh, you know, a nice cushion to take off of Barkley with all these guys in the offense. But Tony hasn't gotten going yet, and Wondell Robinson hasn't hit the field. Were you big on Barkley? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> My man Saquon, I'll tell you what, you, you laugh about that. My man Saquon, last night I needed five different leagues with Saquon going into last night. Nando from anywhere from like seven to 22 and a half points um, to win matchups. And he got all five of them. That's amazing. So it was, it was. Unless you're on so the other end of that. Yeah. Well, there's that sucks that, for them. That podcaster got me. Sucks for them. All these. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, so. it's a give and take. <laughs> Trust me. I've been uh, on the other end of it a lot. I mean, I, like, I don't want to, I don't know, man. I just keep going. And it's not like I, you know, I'm a, I was raised a Giants fan, but at this point, I'm just kind of like whatever about everybody, um, cheering wise. I just it, it just seems like there's a hole now. There are a lot of targets available, um, and they got to go to somebody, and that's all. And that's I mean, like and the Giants, okay. they're in such a weird. Like, how strange is it? Like, not one, but two guys in adult, like Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, two would be talented uh, wide receivers. In the doghouse, and mm-hmm. then you just got Wandale Robinson. No, but nobody's paying attention to because he's been hurt. And I think he gets grouped in with those other two unfairly. Um, you know, he's he's not like in the doghouse or anything. He's just been hurt. Maybe yeah, people are missing Wandale Robinson. Maybe hurt. Wandale Robinson's the guy to grab in the same. I mean, obviously, Richie James. Uh, Wandale Robinson isn't really available in, in any leagues that I'm in. Uh, people have stashed him, especially seeing what you know the Giants wide receiving group uh, looks like. You're and in the hoping. hardest leagues in the so, world. All right. Well, I'm just saying, uh, you know, there is uh, you can easily see Wondell Robinson be the lead, the leading receiver once he comes back on this team. Whenever that may be. Oh, as of today, it sounds like he's a week away within a week away. So hopefully that's the case because they got to put some talent out there on the field. We're getting a lot of comments from listeners saying that they wish you'd bring a little more energy. You think you're gonna try yeah, that? One? Sorry, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm a little under the weather, but uh, I I will bring a, a little more energy. Let me tell you, I'm in CBS, and that's usually mm-hmm. the harshest of these. W- Wandell Robinson is rostered in seven percent of leagues. Do I even need to go to ESPN and Yahoo for this? No, no. Admit that he's not rostered in all of your leagues. Every single league he's rostered in. No. Every right, one of my leagues. Let's get to the part of the show where we do whatever Chris Vaccaro texted me the night before. <laughs> you excited for that? Hey, wacky low scoring week three. What did you learn now that we're three weeks in? 
Wow, you're such. You're so, You're really something else. <laughs> Why would you write it like that? <laughs> I'm just giving you bullets because I know you want to talk about the Giants for 20 minutes every show. Wondell Robinson could win. I give leagues. you something to talk about. Wondell Robinson can win leagues. Well, tell is, me. Tell me something. What did you? Coaching staff. Let's flip grudges. this around. What did you uh, observe uh, this past Sunday, Nando, when you were watching football? Um, I didn't watch anything. I know, but what I mean, I went to a pumpkin did patch. You see a highlight, you and see then brought the highlights? pumpkins home, and I colored them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I did actually, and I, I, I think this. I don't know if this is worth anything, and this is why, like you know, I never wanted. To, like I can get away with not watching games. I think to a degree. Because I don't, my, I'm not a scout. My trained eyes don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound a little esoteric, but uh, Mac Hollins scored that touchdown, and he just—I mean, like Mac Hollins has been around for a little while. He scored nine career touchdowns. You think the dude would get excited? He was just like, "All right, handed the ball to the ref, went about his way." I mean, like I would like. What a weird observation. No, it's not. I mean, it's just kind of like he's a man. He's taking this seriously. Like maybe he—I know Hunter Renfro is going to come back and take those targets back, but maybe. That says something about just you know. How I think he, he earned. The game. I think he earned uh, more playing time. I just don't see you know with Renfro coming back now. I would you know with the concussion, you have to believe he's back in the lineup. Right. You know, Hollins is still going to be a distant fourth. Right. And, and that offense is. And what's going to happen this week? I'm sure in waivers tomorrow, tonight, whatever is people are going to see those numbers from Mac Hollins, think he's the next big thing, and. He's probably a candidate to come back next week and drop a two for 25. When in reality, you know, it's, it's Zay Jones is the guy you want. If you're looking for a happy wanderer, it's Zay Jones, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that no? your preferred option on the waiver wire this uh, week? Is that what I'm saying? Is well, no. I mean, I, I mean, I think there's a consensus top of the, the running backs who are going to be replacing injured, you know, the Jamal, well, Jamal Williams isn't around anymore, obviously, in a lot of leagues, but... Um, I think the running backs, and then just I, I don't know, man. Like I, all right. Well, who are yours? Because I'm I'm, not, I'm filling out my who waiver wires. My, my, mine one tonight. Who are your waiver wire guys? I, we're talking different leagues now, though. So I mean, I yeah, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert. Those are the guys that I'm sure everybody's running to the wire on those Yahoo CBS leagues um, this week. But uh, you know, wide receiver, it's still thin. It's still thin. You know, you said Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones will be, uh, you know, if he's available in, in certain leagues, Zay Jones and, and Marvin Jones, for that matter, he's available in some. That Jacksonville Jaguar offense is definitely pointing up. And, uh, you know, it's not just Christian Kirk. They, these other pieces are getting, uh, you know, a, a little piece of it. They're chipping in. So it's uh, that's an ascending offense. It's a, it's a fun team to watch. They went into L.A. They beat the Chargers up. Everybody got a little bit of a taste. And, uh, yeah, I can see why you're a little excited about bringing up Zay Jones' name. Yeah. I mean, he, he has the talent. He went, you know, he had some stuff going on off the field for a little bit. And he just kind of like, I don't. I mean, I don't want to call him, uh, not LaVisca Chanel, but Laquan Treadwell 2.0, but. Oh my God, Lavisca Chanel! Did you see seventy-yard touchdown from Baker yeah. Mayfield and that god-awful offense? That it's so. I mean, when Sam Darnold, just, gonna, well, I know he's still hurt, but you know. No, I mean they're going to stick with Baker Mayfield, but he's so god-awful, and you know, for all of us 
DJ Moore owners, it's not DJ Moore's problem. It's not his fault. We know that DJ Moore is a super talent and he's great. But, you know, Baker's just sinking DJ Moore. And it's just one of these situations when, when you're talking about a DJ Moore here, this is probably the biggest issue that fantasy players have. I know it's my biggest issue still, my biggest, um, uh, you know, I guess what hang up. haunts me. Hang up. You want? I guess I'm looking for the right word, but my biggest drawback, my my biggest bugaboo every year is the guys you draft early. Bugaboo. All right. Okay. Bugaboo. Go ahead. Yeah. There you go. It's what do you do with these high draft picks? These guys that you take in a second, third, fourth round, and they get over. And we see it every year with top picks. You know, every top four round pick can't be a hit. Just because they're drafted there doesn't mean we always have like, you know, six to 10 of these guys in the top four rounds that are just either completely bust or just really slow out of the gate. And what do you do with them? It's tough to take them out of your lineup and struggle because you don't want to miss the, the first big blow up game that they have. You drafted these guys high. They're probably your wide receiver one or two or whatever, like a DJ Morris. And, you know, we see it with him. We see it with Allen Robinson and, and a host of others. And I'm still sticking DJ Moore in there now. This is three weeks in a row and getting punished by it. It's tough. What do you do? You take it out and you keep letting him sink your season? You know, I look at the couple teams that I have DJ Moore on, and they're, like, my worst teams. Same thing with Allen Robinson. And the team I was talking about are actually at the start of the show – is a DJ Moore and Allen Robinson team. So Allen Robinson, I think you can drop. DJ Moore, I think you hold on to. No, don't, don't tell the people. Don't tell the people to drop Allen Robinson. Well, you don't, Allen Robinson's got like three a, yards on the season? Three total no, yards? No, I know. I know. But there's a difference between dropping someone and a difference between benching someone. I would and drop Allen him for Robinson. Wondell Robinson right now. I know. And that's why you're a terrible fantasy player. I'm not. I'm a pretty good fantasy so, player, actually. I'm a very good fantasy I, player. I mean. I'm a very good driver. Sure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm a good fan. I, I, you know, I, hey. like I'm so I'm not like you. Like you know, <laughs> I'm not a Hall of Famer. You know, you know, I had to say that. Uh, you don't drop Allen Robinson for Wondell Robinson. So you're just going right. to sit there every week and hope that Allen Robinson has a good game, and then when he has a good game, you're going to start him, and he's going to be two for twenty three, and you're like, oh well, I'm, uh, okay. Okay, wait, but let me let me flip it to you this way. Yeah. Alan, and you're getting me off the do- the topic of what we were talking about. I'm of. sorry, my bad. I will get back to I will get back to your question, but here's the thing: like, do you just keep these guys in your lineup and just keep falling further and further down the standings? Let them tank your season the first five or six weeks, or do you make that change and, and bench these guys? And it's tough because it's easy to say, "Oh, you just got to bench them," you know. But how do you put a DJ Moore or an Allen Robinson on the bench? And yeah, I get, I, I don't want to lump the two together because I think right now there's still a difference. I would bench Allen Robinson on my Allen Robinson teams. I am benching him this week. The DJ Moore thing, I tried doing it on my teams going through my lineups for next week and I'm like, I still can't do it. He's playing Arizona. I could see him getting a five for 60 and a touchdown. But it's just one of these things that fantasy players, it's it's our biggest bugaboo every week, <laughs> every year. Hold on. I got I'm, I'm writing notes for the Welsh, and I, we're gonna call this the yeah. Bugaboo episode. Okay. But regardless, um, you don't you don't drop Allen Robinson on though. You don't send Allen Robinson to the waiver wire because guess what? Next week he could drop six for eighty and a touchdown, 
and then you look like the fool that dropped him on your uh, on your. Uh, in your yeah, but the week after that, he's he's four targets, two catches, maybe, thirteen yards, maybe, and or it's like, just hey. a bad three weeks, or maybe it was just a really slow three weeks. Like talent wins out. Now, do I like what I see from Allen Robinson? No, but at least I know DJ Moore is still a stud. It's not like oh, he's a slug now. Allen Robinson could have might you know could have just falling off the cliff right now. And uh but for the meantime, Kenny he's been on a bench. Did it yeah, happen to Kenny Galladay? I mean you can't why can't you apply the same logic? Al Robinson hasn't been good in a while. Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. hasn't been good in a while. At least Kenny Galladay was hurt. Oh. Oh, caught you in uh nah, logic box. I'm trying to think uh, just Kenny Galladay was just never someone that had separation speed. Uh, yeah, he because was just, he's a go up and Stafford kind of you know to me Stafford made Kenny Galladay as good as he was. So why can't Stafford make Allen Robinson as good as he is? Oh. Well, no, that does not. Wait, that just Glenn you just Lowy. went against your Glenn you Lowy. just went against you just went against your own logic. Yeah, that's why you keep an Allen Robinson because maybe Stafford can make him. So maybe Holiday just... made Stafford good. Maybe Stafford sucks oh, and is getting God. exposed now. Oh, okay, he just won the Super Bowl. Oh, oh please, Von Miller okay. won him the Super Bowl. Let's Five be honest. Or won him the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Yeah, Odell not Aaron Beckham. Donald. Odell yeah, not Beckham Aaron Jr. Donald. Stop. You're embarrassing us. No, they were, hey, look, they were an okay team. When they traded for Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., they became a different team. Okay. Allen Robinson, 2021, 410 yards. You can't judge him based on last year. I mean, he had Justin Fields, and we see now how bad Justin Fields is. So One touchdown. I mean... That's just a pathetic offense. Talk about drops. You want to drop somebody? Start looking at the Bears team. That's a droppable team. That's a droppable offense. And if you wound up with, um, you know, Darnell Mooney in that fourth, fifth round turn right there, you're sitting with, and you've ate his three weeks so far, that's a last place team. If you go through your league standings and, and through your leagues, the Darnell Mooney owner is probably like in 10th, 11th, 12th place. Oh, and, some, and miserable about it, too. Uh, I mean, that is a tough, tough scene. Let me tell you, look, I'm, I'm opening up one of my random leagues here. I got an own 3 team. Let me make sure they're the lowest on points. 298 points through three weeks. 0-3. Lost three in a row, obviously. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, Dalvin Cook, CeeDee Lamb. No, it doesn't have. He's got Pittman, Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Evan Ingram. Hey, listen. It's- oh, there, oh, no, wait. <laughs> Darnell Mooney, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, listen. It's not gonna always. Not one player wow, Chris maybe McCarrow. won't completely sink you, but you know, hey, it's not gonna help. That's Hold, for sure. I gotta go do this in my other leagues too. This is a fun part. Right, we're we're, we're in the middle invented. of a podcast, Nando. Just in case you forgot, it doesn't matter. You talk for five minutes. Do, I got plenty of time to do these things. But a lot of ugly football in week three, Nando. Um, I know why you were pumpkin picking, but uh, I wasn't really really picking. ugly football. I was not. I do that on Saturdays. Oh, well, that's good that you get it out of the way for apple picking on Sunday. But um, real ugly games, Packers-Bucks game, ugly. You know, the the Broncos-Niners game on Sunday night football, just ugly. That was ugly. You know, you're seeing so many games where quarterbacks aren't even thrown for one touchdown. And in today's NFL, that just boggles my mind. You know, Russell Wilson, zero touchdown passes. Jimmy Garoppolo... Uh, you know, it's uh, the the Rams Cardinals game between Kyler and, and Stafford. They had zero touchdown passes. That was a complete shit fest. Just oh, come on, ugly, man. ugly football. Gotta, the Welsh has oh, to edit please. this. Carson Wentz, 
He came crashing back down to earth with the whole Washington offense. Just a lot of ugly, ugly football all, all around. Where are you on Carson Wentz? I know a lot of people are, you know, probably will be dropping him. I would assume this week after this game and be like, "Oh, that, that's the Carson Wentz I remember." Let me go get, let me yeah. get the guy with four broken bones in his back instead. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that either. Listen, I, you know, this Washington offense. I'm not going to judge them based on this past week. This Philadelphia defense, and let's talk. You know, listen, Philadelphia offense and defense. I love both sides of the ball. I know I talk about it every week. The defense on in Philly is legit, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Washington's offense, they have a lot of nice pieces here. and we, Your boy Curtis Samuel. So, no, there's going to be weeks where Wentz and Washington, you know, put up a decent amount of fantasy production. So, I don't think Carson Wentz is droppable in, in uh, deeper leagues at all. I would keep him... Uh, you know, as your backup quarterback, you don't want to drop anyone, man. You are like you are. Who are you dropping? Uh, it's you know why, Dondo. I look at my leagues. There's nothing available on the waiver wire yeah. at all at any position. You know, I'm doing my waivers already for for this upcoming week, and I go to each position, and there's nothing there. Nothing. You play in the NFFC high stakes leagues or NFFPC, FFWC, any competitive home, even my competitive home leagues. There is nothing available on the wire. I don't know if your leagues, you feel that way too. I don't know if this year in 12-team leagues, the wire is just a lot thinner. And it's been like this over the last couple of years. So I don't want to say like, oh my God, you know, every year, the last couple of years, used to be able to go to the wire and get something. There might be one or two guys that you can maybe use as a fifth or sixth wide receiver. In, in, you know, these deeper leagues on the wire. But even that, it's like, what am I going to do? It's, there's nothing. There really isn't. I haven't been able to go to the wire yet and get something that I was excited about. Well, you know why? Because people haven't had tough decisions yet. And maybe we're misremembering this. Like, these, these, we don't have buys yet. Buys are going to start soon. And then it's people are going to have to make some tough decisions. And then there's going to be some stuff populating the wires, you know? Man, when these, when these, um, uh, you know, bye weeks start, you're going to see some really ugly scores. Just because you saw ugly scores this past week. I, I go through all my leagues and I see teams that, you know, couldn't break 100. In a PPR, and, 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 in PPR well, formats. And in, in full point PPR, never mind half point PPR or, yeah. you know, if if dinosaurs are still playing uh, standard, you know, the, the no. Uh, do we have to insult standard players? Yes, for no reason. Fact, no, as a matter of fact, we do because if you're still playing that, your you know your league probably started in the seventies. Uh, I don't. I haven't even heard of a standard league lately. I think they're completely almost banished. But, yeah, I haven't uh, gotten a lot of questions. We haven't gotten a lot of questions at all anywhere on those. Yeah, I, I mean the standard leagues, I think, are really close to being extinct. Luckily. But um, a lot of odd games. You know that's why the scores were weird. Um, uh, a week where the elite receivers really all bottomed out, you know, nobody, Justin Jefferson, three for 14, Jamar Chase, 29 yards, but he, at least he scored Devonte Adams, 36 yards. At least he scored, um, you know, Diggs finally didn't have a blow up game, but just a lot of low scoring. And to me, I'll still say the same thing. The guys, the teams that are dominating right now, are the Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen owners. Those three quarterbacks are just dominating fantasy right now. And it's 
such an advantage. If you have these three quarterbacks, you and you have some pieces around it, you know, if you have a couple good, maybe you're the, the guy who has Devontae Smith, uh, you know, this past week. Those are the only teams that have had a really nice, successful week scoring. But other than that, running backs, what, like, Nanda, what running backs do you feel good about right now in fantasy? You know, this past week, it was a weird week where, like, the players that probably weren't even in lineups were the players that had the, the monster blow-up weeks. Like, oh. nobody had Khalil Herbert in their lineup. Nobody De- had Devin Jamal Singletary. Williams. De- Devin Singletary, I wanted to get to because he's very frustrating for me. He's This is the first week that I had him on my benches where I own him. I started him the first two weeks because I was very high on Singletary coming in. And this past week, I said, all right, I have better options. I actually, for whatever reason, that uh, you know, I had like a Miles Sanders that I plugged in after loving what I saw from Sanders in this Eagles offense. So I go to Sanders on some teams and Singletary's on my bench. Of course, Singletary gives the huge game. Nine catches, like 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Which is what you dream of when you draft Devin Singletary. You want a piece of this Buffalo offense. And, and you dream of days like that where he's running for 50, 60 yards and catching six or seven balls. And we didn't see it the first two weeks. And now he has that game, and he's on everyone's benches, most likely. Yeah, he was but, started in 22% of CBS leagues. Yeah. I mean, then, you know, who was the big receivers? Mac Hollins. I actually see lineups in my leagues that Mac Hollins was actually in people's lineup because it was a good pick. I was trying to... I was bidding on Matt Collins last week and didn't get him, but, you know, savvy players did, and it was a good start. Now, did we think that Adams and Waller were going to take a backseat to Matt Collins? No. You know, I got killed on player props on, you know, Devontae Adams and Darren Waller overs because I just thought, hey, both of these guys are going to have a field day versus Tennessee secondary. Neither one of them did. Matt Collins is the one that went crazy. But, I mean, that's what um, you get for doing player props, right? Like, yeah, I guess fool, so. Yeah, fool yeah, right. money or simple, yeah. Just stupid, stupid, Nando. Yep. But um, can't you stick to fantasy, huh? <laughs> I'm a degenerate. I'm just saying you're you're lacking focus. Uh, you come on the show, you're sloppy. You know your teams are falling apart. It's because you're doing <laughs> all these player props now. How about your boy Cordaro Patterson? He was a big winner at the uh, running back position, Nando. That's one guy that was in people's lineups that uh, scored over 20 points in, uh, as a running back in fantasy this week. I feel like, I mean, like, if people could take a time machine back to their drafts, I think Cordell Patterson would be a third-round pick. So it doesn't show too much, like, you, you don't take him in the first because, that you know, you're obviously traveling from the future. And you don't mm-hmm. want to take him in the fifth because some people might jump up a little bit. We, we dedicated a whole show to him. Basically, that RB dead zone thing where we were like, that's dumb because Cordell Patterson's right there. I, I think Chase Edmonds is right there too, you know? Or dedicate a whole show to Cordell Patterson. Well, I did. And back when it back when my name used to mean something on this show. <laughs> Before it was the Chris Vaccaro show. It was... Uh, Can we uh, call it Chris Vaccaro and friends? Yeah, Chris Vaccaro and friend. Chris Vaccaro and friend. acquaintance, Chris I think, Vaccaro at this point. And, <laughs> Chris Vaccaro and friends. <laughs> Chris, Chris Vaccaro and Tolerator. That's uh, <laughs> shit. Oh wait, you know who the other? You wait, you know who the other player was that I was laughing that it was just one of those days, Nando, that you just shake your head at everything because and, and I'm it, it's bad of me to even admit this, but I tried to get Devonte Parker on all my teams 
Uh, he was a target of mine, let's put it that way. Right. Just because he was a 14th, 15th rounder, and I said, hey, receiver to take a chance on in New York, New England. Right. He's, um, he might have something left in his tank. He might have something there. Belichick wanted him there, brought him over, traded for him. Mac um, Jones is a pretty accurate guy. Yeah, you know, and I, it's it's like a non-belief in everyone else in that offense. So, hey, listen, as a wide receiver six in those rounds, I was putting Parker on a lot of teams. I dropped him last week in about 50% of my leagues just because, hey, oh, listen. He was, this is why no I don't show. want to drop. This is the Allen Robin. This is where it's coming from, the Allen Robin. Let's get yeah, into the psychology of Christopher Well, Curry. listen, it's a, you know, so he absolutely no-shows after two weeks. And I'm like, all right, listen, I got to start cutting bait in some of these leagues just because – He's probably he's going to be irrelevant. The other wide receivers in the offense looked pretty good, whether it's Myers, Aguilar, you know, just certain pieces. So I said, all right, Parker's like a forget, forgotten guy. Then Sunday happens, and he drops five for 160, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. So he was another one in nobody's lineup. But think about that. Think about the names we just said. Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Devontae Parker, Mac Hollins, Devin Singletary. These were the stars of this past Sunday. That's why the scores were so low. So nobody had these guys in their lineup. Yeah. I wonder if best balls. And the balls, big names did. I wonder you know, if the best balls got hit like that too. The best balls must have been great. It must have been fine, right? Yeah. The, they, the points were there. They just weren't coming from the regular people. Right. Yeah. 100%. But very, very strange Sunday. It's been three weird Sundays in a row. And, you know, I don't know how you judge your fantasy season, Nando. I don't know. I, you know, I always say... 500 or bust. Well, I'm saying, like, when do you sit down and say, all right, this is what I'm... This is what I think of each player or team, or this is what's going to happen. I, I'm only saying this because I'm leading into my point here, Nando, of I always say the first three weeks are always wacky. And after the, you know, three first three weeks of every fantasy season, I sit down and I say, okay... No more playing games with my lineups. This is the players that I believe in or trust in that I'm going with and I'm setting my lineup. And unless there's an injury or something wacky, I'm not changing it. It's like I got to set and forget it. And it's tough to do. And I always, it, it's it's a very difficult thing to do. But I learned that's the best way to play it. You know, you stop messing around with your lineup. I did it this past week uh, with Amari Cooper. You know, I had a situation on a very good team where, you know, I had a flex, uh, at a, uh, a wide receiver three and a flex play. And one guy had a sit. And it was between Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and Miles Sanders. And I was so high on Miles Sanders. And I was like, Allen Robinson, I know he hasn't really done well, but he had the decent week two game and he's playing Arizona's secondary. The matchup is great. I didn't want to play. Uh, I'm like, ah, Cooper had a good game, but let me just take that good game and, and be grateful with it. He's playing Pittsburgh on a Thursday night. The wind I was reading is 25, 30 miles an hour. So this is going to be an ugly 13. Everybody's predicting, you know, 13, 10, 17, 13 type game. I said, this is a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt game. Cooper's going to give like a, you know, four for 35. Let me not ruin my Thursday night going into Sunday and let me ride with Robinson and Sanders. And what happened? It cost me a win. It cost me an extra 20 something points. And it hurt to watch Amari Cooper go off on Thursday night. But that's it. You know, from now on, Alan Robinson's on my bench. 
and Amari Cooper is locked into my lineup. I don't care if Cooper gives me a two for twenty. I got it. I'm fine with it. I have to eat it because I'm gonna be able to at least know that I'm gonna get those big games when they happen. I'm not gonna keep rotating certain players. You know, some teams I'm lucky enough to be deep enough, and and our listeners, I'm sure the same thing. You have lineup decisions every week. Stick to your main guys, and that's it. You'll get their good games. You'll get their crap games. But the guys you rotate, you don't want to take a crap game, put that guy on the bench, get that person you put in his crap game at the same time at the next week, and you're just playing that you know Russian roulette every week. So after three weeks, I think I have a good feel now of who to trust, who not to trust, what offenses I want to rely on and not rely on. And, you know, that that's my point with all that. If you get Devontae Parker back for Allen Robinson, would you do it? <laughs> no, especially with Mac Jones being out now. Now it's right back to kind of being glad. Yeah, he's gonna. He could, yeah, maybe. But he could you know, launch it to Devonte Parker. He he can, and Hoyer isn't gonna be god awful. But um, you know, I would have been kicking myself a little bit coming off that Devonte Parker game in, in the leagues I dropped him in if Mac Jones was still healthy. I I just think the Patriots are heading for that five and twelve season and. Really don't want any piece of it. And maybe that was just Parker's one good game, and I won't regret it at all. I probably won't. But it would just hurt to drop the guy and then see what I was hoping for when I took him in the 15th round of these drafts, you know? So I've been I've been doing this. So I'm in this league. I don't know. I'm in a billion leagues, obviously. But there's one where I help my dad's friend. Um, and it's just, you know, they're older. And... uh We've held on like every week. He's like, "Do you want to make some moves?" I'm like, "No, our team's fine." Like, and slowly, like we started waiver eleven, and now we're waiver two. And I think after things run this week, we'll have waiver one, and we could just lay the hammer down on you know whoever we want. I haven't used it yet. You know what I mean? And we wait like you know I wait a couple days. I see who gets dropped. Um, you know, this is your typical home league where just you know the the, the impulsive drops happen. The Devonte Parker drops, uh, and we've been scooping up a couple guys that way. Um, but I think like like the way the season has unfolded and the way just listening to you, maybe you're, maybe you're like me and I've done this in a lot of leagues. I'm just, I'm waiting to see like who gets dropped as opposed to like, I'm not going to run out and Well, there's no Khalil Herberts in my leagues. There's no, uh, Jamal Williams available in my league. There's Wandale Robinson in most of my leagues who I can just wait until like Thursday to get instead of burning a waiver priority or fab money or bit, yeah. I'll bid a buck on him tonight, you know, well, and I'm going to yeah. get it. And I will, I will drop Allen Robinson for him. Well, I always like to say in those type of leagues, and I am in a, a home league where it's the same thing. It's actually a waiver. It's the only one out of all my leagues where it's like that, the waiver. You move up each time. It's not like there's no money bids. Um, and it's weird and it's frustrating, but it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm still in this league. Um, and when I can move up and get that one, you know, that one spot, I hold on to it for dear life just because what I expect is not for something on the wire to become so available like a Khalil Herbert. If that happens and I need it, yeah, great. But what I'm waiting for is for one of the 11 other owners to make a really bad drop. That's what I'm waiting for. Right. You know, and when you play in a little bit of an inexperienced leagues, somebody gets frustrated with a really good player that, you know, is having a bad start to the season and is like, that's it, Baker Mayfield stinks, I'm dropping DJ Moore, he's going to be garbage, he's been terrible. That's what I want that top. I'm not taking a, 
oh, you know, Khalil Herbert's a good piece. He'll be a good one-week fill-in at running back or something like that. Or, oh, Jamal Williams. No, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for somebody to make that really bad drop, and that's what I'm keeping it for. And it will happen, whether it's somebody says, "Ah, oh, I'm not waiting until week seven for DeAndre Swift to come back." Boom, that's what I want. No one's gonna drop DeAndre Swift. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's just it's unrealistic. Uh, number two on your list was let's talk about House of the Dragon for 25 minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll give you still, two minutes. Go ahead. Still, I still haven't heard a thing about House of Dragons, and I know that's not on the list just for our listeners. But I'm just <laughs> saying it now that now that you brought it up. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this, Nando. What? Uh, I had a night last week where I was able to uh, have a couple hours to myself, and I think uh, you know there was uh, just some downtime, and I said, "This is it. I'm gonna finally get." Sit down and watch Cobra Kai, the the, uh, the new season. And I got halfway through. So I'm halfway through the uh, Cobra Kai season. Very good. I love Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, all that stuff. No House of Dragons. That'll have to wait till after football season, obviously. But uh, that's the only show I've watched uh, lately is Cobra Kai. <laughs> wait, that, that's it? Yeah. That's I thought it. you were going to say, you know, like, like I, I turned it off in anger. I didn't like it. You just you're, the whole story is you got oh, to watch it. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I'm not. Yeah, it was no, it. I, it. It. I oh, got it. to it and I liked it a lot. That's, that's it? it. That's that's the story. I, I'm going to make a note for him to cut that story out. No, you know what? Vaquero's uh, Cobra Kai story has got to go in there now. Uh, Vaquero's okay. Cobra Kai story. Fast forward to 4411. Oh, got to hear this one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, the moral of the story is no, I didn't watch House of Dragons, but I did watch Cobra Kai. Why don't you give me your uh, you top go. three Cobra Kai characters real quick? Come on. And it can't be, it's got to be all the kids. It's got to be the kids? I mean, everyone's going to say jo- you know, Johnny. Chris Johnny, Danny. obviously. Yeah. Johnny's obviously. So it can't one. be that. It's got to be the kids. He makes go Cobra ahead. Kai. By the way, you know who's the absolute worst in the show? Like, he shouldn't even, like, Daniel, Ralph Macchio. Right. Like, it, no good. But Johnny, I mean, like, everybody has, like, a good role, like, in in it. But I don't know. Actually, without Johnny, to... without Johnny, is the show even good, if you think about it? Can we get back to fantasy whenever you're Jeez. ready? <laughs> if you're doing a draft today and you can, you know, yeah. oh, we're going to, re, you know, we'll retrofit, like, the rest of these. I would, you know, I, there's no value in doing redraft. I guess for fantasy people who are listening, although it could set up like some good trade ideas, but where would you put, um, I don't know, like Lamar Jackson, I think you could hit at that turn now in one. He's just been so good. And Jalen Hurts too. Having like the teams where I have Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, it's like an extra 20 points every week automatic. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's such a relief. I guess that's a way to put it. Like instead of chasing you know, Jameis Winston's got the broken back. Now, let me go pick up Marcus Mariota, and then this it's week just, who I'm going to start. Like, having those two just goes guys, to man. show you. This just goes to show you how you don't even listen when I'm talking because, like, 15 minutes ago, I went on a rant for two minutes about how Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen are the biggest different makers in leagues. Yeah. Do you think you would have said what you just said then? No, I wrote and it down to bring back. it up So because you know why? <laughs> One of the reviewers says, I interrupt you. Uh, we got a one-star Good, review. you do. You do, yeah. I, Good for the I interrupt you because... I appreciate that reviewer, and, and he sees what, you know, it's true. You shouldn't, because that's a one-star review that hurts you as much as it hurts me. 
I know. So step your game up. It actually also hurts Jake. Reviews. I'm sure you, I know you read these every, you refresh every day. Like what do they say about me now? I'm not monotone. Of course. Monotone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Listen to your point. I'll repeat it again. It's, I don't know what quarterback is going to step up and it's just, it's just like the tight end position. Like Mark Andrews. It's, you know, and, and I guess we could throw Kyle, um, Kelsey in there as well. Kelsey's going to be just fine. But if we're redrafting now, Mark Andrews will be the clear number one tight end. There's such a gap and advantage at these positions with these three quarterbacks and these two tight ends that it's tough. And then, you know, the teams that I see the teams in my leagues where they have the Lamar and Mark Andrews connection, you know, they have a Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith you know, or, or an Eagles stack with AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, and Devonta Smith. Yeah, like these. This is it's early on, Nando, but these are the winning combinations: the Josh Allen, uh, Stefan Diggs combination. You know, it's just the quarterback position through three weeks is so bad, but these three guys have not only been great; they've been beyond great. So. You go in to your leagues, these three are hand-delivering wins and points to their three managers in every league. And then there's the cliff, and you're just dealing with the rest of these guys. Like right, I just right. We just talked about, you're, you're begging for a touchdown. Like, Kyler Murray had an okay first two weeks. Not in real life, but in fantasy, at the end of the day, 25, 30 points because he snuck out garbage time but then you saw the you know then reality got smacked him in the face this week with no touchdowns the guy isn't running anymore you can't even include kyler murray anywhere close to these elite guys uh pat mahomes hasn't impressed anybody he had that great first week but the last two weeks have been eh. justin herbert now is hurt and doesn't look like himself he looks like a shell of himself now you got to expect this rib issue is going to linger um, I think the coach even said it's you know this is something he's gonna have to work through for a while, and then that whole middle tier of of quarterbacks that everybody liked and thought would be fine the Brady the Derek Carrs the Russell Wilsons we lost Trey Lance and Dak Prescott like this is like five six seven through eleven or twelve at quarterback it's garbage they're killing you they're giving you fifteen twenty points sinking your team and then you come out and look at the big three this is 40 points like you know Lamar Jackson's carried me I don't know where my fantasy season would be right now through three weeks without Lamar Jackson you know uh he's honestly saved me these thank god I have him on so many teams because at least that's been 45 50 points in NFFC scoring at the top of my team because I've been eating once again, I'll go to. I've been eating fives and lesses from my tight end position three weeks in a row now. Darren Waller sank it this week too. Yeah, and you wouldn't have changed. I was going to say you wouldn't have changed anything, right? Like, I, I mean, God, uh, yeah, you know what I'm I'll at, tell yeah. you what I, I, I know what you're saying, and yeah, I totally would have because I had this discussion with a friend the other day. I'm a guy that always preached I will never. I'll always jump up to get the elite quarterback in NFC high stakes drafts. I've always done it for 15 years. And 
for whatever reason, these last couple of years, it's like the necessity to get these receivers in these early rounds and the fact that quarterbacks have just kept falling and falling and falling. You know, there used to be a time where, you know, Brady's and Manning's and these elite quarterbacks, you would have to take them in the first, second round. You know, now there was drafts that I'm I'm in this past summer where Josh Allen's the first quarterback off the board in the late fourth round. Yeah. Like, that's my regret. Like, going through the fourth round, passing on a Josh Allen just so I could get my second or third receiver. Like, why? Like, what am I doing? Like, it's stupid. Take Josh Allen and his 40-plus points and bank it, and then you can hit on a receiver in the sixth, seventh round like a Devonta Smith, you know? Right, um, right, exactly. I'm better off doing that instead of playing this game of, oh, I'll just go get Russell Wilson in the eighth or ninth or Derek Carr. I don't want to live like that. It's it's frustrating every Sunday. Let me set it and forget it with my quarterback. Let me take Josh Allen in the third or fourth round. Let me live off of 40 points every week and then go from there. The only thing I... So I do regret that. The only thing I was at least smart about, like I said, is I jumped up around or half around every draft to make sure I went and got Lamar Jackson. And that worked out great. Right. So it worked out for me, but I'm just saying for other people, other drafters, I'm sure they look back at their draft boards because everybody nowadays is what, Nando? Everybody's a wait on quarterback. You listen to every other show. You listen to the radio. Oh, don't draft a quarterback. Oh, just wait on quarterback. Quarterback doesn't matter. But, but get out of here. How do you want to say quarterback doesn't matter? Go look at your teams. Go look at fantasy nowadays. Quarterback's garbage. The elite quarterbacks are the one. You know, Jalen Hurts was a, a sixth or seventh rounder. He was the fifth quarterback off the board. And I regret passing on him a lot on the teams I took Kyler Murray. So, you know, we even make mistakes right there in that range. But I'm just saying, if I, if I have one regret so far, it would be not having the elite quarterback, these guys on all my teams. Yeah. I, I like my, like my team. Like, I just, it's, I don't know. There's just a feeling of relief, I guess. That's the best of way to what? put it for me. Of what? Like, I know these points are coming. You know what I mean? Like Lamar Jackson's well, like who's your quarterback? Sixteen points. Who's your quarterback in these in these leagues of yours? Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm in a super. I'm in super flexes. One, I inherited a team, and I have Aaron Rodgers and Tua. Um, and I rotate, and I get Jameis, so I can rotate Tua and Jameis every other week. What I want to do is try and trade Aaron Rodgers, and then I could. I'm totally fine going Tua and Jameis, and then I got Sean Watson coming in week eleven. And I got Davis Mills floating on there. I should not have that many quarterbacks in a super flex, but Oof. I mean, like I shouldn't have been able to get. Yeah, that and that's another reason. Super flex. I mean, sure. And so, as so you got a, a collection of five garbage quarterbacks, I mean, don't you don't uh, mean that. Two, you don't mean that about Davis Mills. Uh, two is two is two has been good. Obviously, um, you can't trust Aaron Rodgers nowadays. Um, he was a, he was completely off my board. Uh, yeah, and, and this well, I inherited this. I, I was handed. This no, I, I hear you. Yeah. My moral is: I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying you have five quarterbacks that wouldn't impress. Any, they're not carrying you. Put it that way, Nando. Right? These aren't the superstars of fantasy. Two is obviously the big hit at the fantasy um, position, 
uh, at, at quarterback so far through three weeks. But, you know, and maybe it lasts. And maybe he's the answer for any team that waited. But these aren't – he's not a guy that nobody built their team around. They were like, I'm going to wait till round 17 or 18, take the 21st quarterback, and two is my guy that's going to lead me to a fantasy championship. Anybody that says that, that you see two on, is full of crap. Okay? Tua was just another guy that you backed up your good quarterback with, your top 10 quarterback with, and that's it. You know, I have three teams where two is my backup quarterback in the 18th round and Lamar is my starter. Like, what do you do? You know, it's it's just funny the way it works out. But, you know, Tua will never play for me. Right. Tua, but all those guys right there, Nando, like, what are you going to do? The other part of not having the elite quarterback is – now you got to play that who do I play every week game. Oh, I got Winston. I got Davis Mills. I got, you know, Rodgers in a tough matchup. I got this guy that, like, you don't know who to play. And you're going to play the wrong one most of the time. Everybody is. So that's the other reason you get that elite quarterback. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, you put these guys in your quarterback position. The only time you have to worry about them is on their bye week. And that's it. You focus on your running backs and your receivers and tight ends on the waiver wire and your lineup decisions, and that's it. You know? You think I like these teams where it's uh, Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo or my two quarterbacks or Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. And every week I'm like, hmm, let's see. What should I, you know, how should I play this? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's got a good matchup. Carr's, eh. You know, like – you don't want to do that. You want to focus on the main positions, and that's tough enough. So it's just – it's twofold. That's why I'll, I'll always say draft the elite quarterback. And well, you're always going to say that Like now. a baby. Is that the, the shift in Vicaro? No, I mean, I mean, I just told you. Like, that was my – always my way I played it for 15 years. Right. It's just last couple of years, I haven't – you know, I, I've done it, but I haven't jumped enough. To make sure I do it just because of the way the draft boards, you know, play out now. When you can see a Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts in the seventh round, you don't have to say, oh, let me go get that elite quarterback. Josh Allen isn't in the first or second round. He's in the fourth. Right. But my regret is not taking him in the fourth every single time. Do you think things are going to ch- like fix themselves? Like, do you, I mean, the mm-hmm. points will come if you're streaming and you just maybe make the right decision nope. here and there a little more? Or is this uh... Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. That's I don't sad. think. I think the only quarterback I could see us talking about eight weeks from now that enters this uh, elite tier, Sam Darnold. is Kyler. Yeah, you yeah. love you love Kyler Murray it's, more than anyone I know. Just because, just because of DeAndre Hopkins coming back into this lineup, and you see what Marquise Hollywood Brown, you know, adds to this team. Zach Ertz is healthy. Maybe they get Rondell. Well, they should have Rondell Moore also in this offense. Now you just put all those pieces out there on the field with a bad defense, and it adds up to what Jalen Hurts could possibly, you know, like it adds up to 40 points a week, 35 points a week. Yeah. You know, they're not going to run the ball 25 times a game. You have a quarterback in Kyler that I don't know why this guy doesn't run anymore, but maybe the lanes open up and the defenses are all focused in on, oh my God, we got to cover Hopkins and Brown. And Murray starts taking off and running six to eight times a game for 50 yards. So I think week eight, nine, ten, 
Kyler has a chance to enter this elite group. But for now, it's these three guys. Mahomes will have his big weeks, but I'm just I'm not high on Mahomes this year. I don't even own matter of fact, I don't own one share of Pat Mahomes. That's interesting. Not one. Um so I, if you're asking me if I think it's going to change, no, I don't. And I think Kyler's the only one that you could potentially see entering this top four range. Can you hear that? I was just going to say, I guess uh, the baby doesn't agree with the Kyler take, uh, I'm going to assume. <laughs> I don't know. I think what I heard was he's talking way too long. Get to the point, And then he just... <laughs> You got some whaling, that's all. It was very interesting. <laughs> so you asked a question. I try to I try to give in-depth uh, explanation. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I know we're running out of time here, but I did like I've been th- this Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers lost like major parts of that offense. And maybe we underrated that coming into the season. Well, not we, because I don't have I don't have either of them on any teams either. But, maybe we maybe we underestimated Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams. Yeah, because I mean I think people are still treating Aaron Rodgers like as the same Aaron Rodgers and thinking like, oh, don't worry, no, he's got Alan Lazard. You know what I mean? Of like all your bad of all your bad takes, this was the worst one ever. It's not I a take; think. it's an assessment. I think it's there's, bad. A difference. there's a difference. Aaron Rodgers wasn't drafted as a top fifteen fantasy quarterback, so uh, when he did have Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers was a top five six fantasy quarterback and then he loses Devontae Adams there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers was still available in 12 13 14th rounds of drafts I don't think that was I think people thought I don't know how you say that I think people thought this guy had one foot in retirement and he was done and Mm -hmm. it did it really didn't I mean it had a little bit to do with him probably but not I I feel like I don't think Aaron Rodgers talent has gone away at all I just think his weapons are dried up and you take one of the best three or four receivers in football away from him. Nobody wanted Aaron Rodgers this year. How about Patrick so, Mahomes then? I mean, Mahomes, yeah. People started uh, definitely feeling uh, that they didn't want him. I, I was in a bunch of high-stakes drafts when Mahomes went in the sixth round. So, yeah, they felt that Tyreek Hill, the loss of Tyreek Hill was a big hit. You know, yeah, they bring in Juju and uh, MVS, but – just a bunch of pieces that's it right it's just a bunch of pieces and i think the offense you see it now is just not the same high-powered offense as it was now that could change on a week-to-week basis because hey week one and i think now we see what arizona's defense is and how kansas city you know shredded them right uh and maybe they just weren't ready so everybody was like after week one oh my god Mahomes, five touchdowns how did we let this guy fall so far and now these last two weeks it's been like all right this is what we expected you know maybe Mahomes falls into this 280 and a two and two touchdowns every week type of quarterback that's not the Pat Mahomes we used to draft a couple years back that was every week 350 and four touchdowns so no both of them both of them came this year at a bigger discount than they have in the past and rightfully so uh I think I think we've hit time. Oh, how do you feel about that? I'm sad, Nando. I know, but uh, it's almost an hour. We've given people what they wanted. You've been a trooper, Mr. Christopher. I Carroll. fought through my I fought through my sickness for the people because we're men of the people. I uh, 
Are you worried about AJ Dillon? You can't start. You, you can't bring that up an hour into the show when we're closing it down. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. But I don't even know who that is, really. I don't know anything about him. So. <laughs> Name sounds familiar. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he's this guy that runs the bowl. He's the quarterback? The, uh, he's got a quarterback name. Yes. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, a lot of jokes. Hey, hope everyone enjoyed the show. I certainly did. Um, we'll be back next week, I think, with a whole new list of demands. And uh, hopefully I get the theme song done. But I got I to... Oh, that's right. People were actually looking forward to the theme song. You know, it's like the... finding the actual music backdrop to it is tough. And I don't want to spend $125. Maybe I will. I'm like Songfinch. But is it worth it for a joke? I think so. Uh, knowing you, you'll go to that length for the joke. Yeah. That would be that would be you. All right, stay tuned for that. would do. Hey, listen, let's hope week four in fantasy and and in the NFL is a lot more fun and a lot more high scoring and better uh, than week three was because week three was a real dud. And that's a shame because the first two weeks were really fun, high scoring, you know, a lot of great fantasy performances. But week three was just like a real, eh, real letdown. I'm sure you agree, but... uh, you didn't watch, so you wouldn't agree. Sorry. I don't I, like. I don't find football entertaining. Anyway, come on. We got to go. We got to go. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoy this. Hey, feel free to just saunter on over to Apple and give us a one-star review and say Chris Vaccaro sucks since he gets such a kick out of this. Um, hey, we'll talk to you later. Chris Vaccaro Show. Same bat time next week. Goodbye. Peace out.